The Witch of Salem Cave Written by Ototoxic One summer vacation when I was a kid, my mom, older brother, and I stayed with my maternal grandmother in rural southeastern Ohio while my parents were going through a trial separation. She lived near a small town called Beaver on Salem Cave Road. And yes, you can find it on Google Maps, but unfortunately, there is no street view out in the boonies. I was about nine years old, which would have made my brother about 15. There isn't a whole lot to do in Appalachia, so we would mostly just explore the nearby forest to pass those first few summer days. Not too long into the summer, we came across a small, relatively shallow cave hidden fairly deep in the woods. When I told my grandma about the cave that we'd found, she told us that when she was a little girl, people in the area would often say that the cave was cursed. She said it was, in fact, the Salem Cave, after which the road was named. And the cave, in turn, was named after a witch who had supposedly fled from Salem, Massachusetts, during the infamous witch trials, and she had resettled in this area. The so-called witch was rumored to have kidnapped people for satanic rituals that she performed in the cave. My grandma was a superstitious lady, and she told us not to play around the caves. My mom agreed, albeit for more practical reasons. She didn't want us getting hurt. Of course, we didn't heed those warnings, and we decided we were going to try to make the forested area surrounding the cave into a park of sorts. So, we took an old axe from Grandma's shed. It had belonged to my grandpa before he passed away. And from then on, we spent most of our daylight hours out at the cave cutting down small trees, making paths and arranging stones to line those paths. Things were totally fine at first, and we had a lot of fun. We were a little creeped out by my grandma's story of a curse, but the cave felt like a secret clubhouse all to ourselves. Besides, it was really the only thing to do for miles since Grandma didn't even have cable. After a couple of weeks, we started noticing some strange things happening here and there. Nothing too alarming, but nothing that we could easily explain either. We used a small ATV to ride back and forth between Grandma's house and the cave since it was about two miles between the two. And about a weekend, we somehow completely lost track of the worn path that we had been using. So, we had to wear a new one. Despite us having used the same path many times before, we never did find that original path again. A few times, we found obstacles like large stones or logs blocking the path that we'd just used the day before. Again, it was nothing major, but little things like that unsettled us. It seemed like the more time we spent near the cave, the worse things got. One day, after a few hours of labor, me moving rocks to outline paths while my brother laboriously chopped down trees that stood in the way, we decided to take a break and eat a small lunch that Grandma had packed for us. My brother left Grandpa's old axe on the ground above the cave entrance and we walked to a nearby clearing where we'd set up a makeshift table and chairs out of logs. After we finished our sandwiches, 
we planned to get back to work. However, although we were both sure of where the axe had been left above the cave, we couldn't find it. We searched and searched, thinking that maybe the wind had kicked up while we ate and blown leaves over it or something like that. After probably an hour of searching, I finally found the axe. It was inside Salem Cave. It was leaning against the stone wall at the very deepest point. Now, my brother and I had been together the entire time since he put the axe down. Needless to say, we were pretty freaked out. It was impossible for the axe to have gotten in there without someone or something moving it. And we were very much under the impression up until that point that we were alone in the forest. To say nothing of the alleged curse, the idea of some redneck out in the woods messing with a couple of kids it didn't set too well with us. So we packed up our things quickly and we drove the ATV back home with the intention of never going back out there again. Unfortunately, there was one thing that we forgot when we packed up for what we thought would be the last time. In our panic, we had completely forgotten to grab the axe and had left it in the cave where I'd found it. Under any other circumstances, there's no way we would have gone anywhere near that cave again. But the axe had belonged to my deceased grandpa, and we'd never asked permission to use it in the first place. So we knew that if mom or grandma found out that we'd lost it, let alone that we'd been going to the Forbidden Cave every day for the last month, well, we'd be in huge trouble. We decided that it was worth it to go back one last time. Now, for this part of the story, I need to mention that my brother has a pretty intense fear of stinging insects. It stems from finding a neighbor dead from anaphylactic shock when he was younger. The neighbor had been stung something like 40 times by a swarm of wasp, and my poor brother found him outside his garden shed, already dead. I'm sure anyone can imagine why that would be pretty scarring for a younger kid and might lead to something approaching a full-on phobia. Anyway, as we got closer and closer to the cave, we started to hear a faint buzzing. Bugs weren't our first assumption, since the sound was loud enough to be heard over the engine of the ATV. Still, my brother killed the engine to try to figure out what was going on. When we couldn't find any obvious source of the buzzing, we started the vehicle up again and continued on our way. The buzzing only continued to increase in volume as we approached, and my brother told me that he was scared. I told him that I didn't want to get in trouble and that we'd be in and out before anything bad could happen. He reluctantly agreed and we pressed on, but the sound just kept getting louder. By the time we were within a few hundred yards of the cave, the buzzing was so loud that we could hardly stand it. There was still nothing around, no power lines, no swarms of insects, nothing that would buzz at all, let alone at twice the volume of a 500cc engine. It didn't matter to my brother, though. He had gotten it into his head that the buzzing sound was coming from a swarm of bees ready to sting him to death. And if there was even a chance of that being true, he wanted nothing to do with it. 
He turned the ATV around and we absolutely booked it back home. Despite my constant protests about us getting in trouble. He was driving so recklessly that he hit a large stump, throwing us both from the ATV. In his panic, he didn't even stop to check if either of us had any injuries and we jumped right back onto the vehicle. By the time we got back to the house, he was in tears. He completely spilled everything to our mom and grandma. And as it turned out, he had broken his thumb in the crash without even realizing it thanks to his adrenaline. Thankfully, I wasn't injured. As expected, we weren't allowed to go out into the woods at all for the rest of the summer. Not that we would have wanted to after everything that had happened. I don't think that either of us even complained about being bored inside after that. We never did get Grandpa's axe back. And to this day, we don't know what was going on in that cave or where the deafening buzzing came from. Was it some bored hillbilly playing pranks on a couple of kids? Or was it something more supernatural, playing on our fears to get us to leave? As far as either of us is concerned, the Witch of Salem Cave can keep the axe. It's been 20 years and neither of us would be caught dead anywhere near that place.